Welcome to Juniper Meets North of Love with Katie and Nalani, a podcast for moms by moms where we guide women to explore the world around and within them through real conversations with real moms. With seven children between the two of us, we fully understand the trials and triumphs of motherhood. We also know firsthand the spaces that are lacking and where moms need more support, education, and encouragement. We are here to fill in that gap. We're so excited you're here and look forward to building a beautiful community with you. And if you're really digging the content we're sharing, then don't forget to hit the subscribe button and to share on your favorite social media. Let's get to it. Welcome back to this week's episode. On today's episode, we're going to be um, joined by our wonderful guest, Kate Chilog. She is um, a proud mama of two adults. Her husband is a Mountie. She's been an athlete her entire life. Started adulthood as a veterinary tech and then gave birth to her daughter. And soon after, everything changed. Her son followed three years later. And afterwards, she battled hyperthyroidism and postpartum depression. Fitness became her therapy. Playdates and coffee meets are what blossomed her training business. She's never looked back. Fitness is more than exercise for her and the people that she trains. It's a safe connection that covers all areas of their life. We are so excited to have Kate on today and to share a little bit more of her story. So welcome, Kate. Thank you. So happy to be here. I got like goosebumps. I'm almost like teary-eyed. I know I'm almost like teary-eyed when you read that. I was like, yeah, like it's just for sure. I think I already had one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, Kate, I guess if you want to introduce yourself to our listeners and just a little bit more of your story and how, how you're, you were led to be where you are now, that would be wonderful. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big uh, question, but um, (laughs) you know, I think just, again, I'm in a bit of a reflective state as my family has just kind of left the nest and I'm an empty nester. Um, So it's been, you know, I mean, just looking at who I am and where I've come from, I think uh, pretty typical, you know, typical athlete. um, And then probably more in my teen years, I think it's so important to note that I got, you know, you become kind of mechanical whenever, whatever phase that is in your life. But in my teens, very mechanical, you know, a little bit lost. Um, And then right at the end of high school, I I was playing on a competitive uh, Canada Games team and I finished that and I think just didn't know what was going on, but I remember feeling very uh, unmotivated, dark, um, numb, and and I know that was one of my first Uh, times with depression, first battles with depression. Um, And I think in that stage, I had a lot to figure out and go through, which I feel in the place that I'm at, I'm going to be 47 this year, looking back, I think as women, we have these pockets of seasons of life, um, where it is a valley. And I think the valleys are necessary, just because that's where you learn and you uh, grow to crawl out of those valleys. And I think that's where a lot of life wisdom and experience come from. So going back to that, you know, battle with depression, I really do think it was um, kind of the the lowest, my low valley where I feel I just um, kind of branched off and started to uh, wake up and just know really what my purpose was as a woman. And uh I mean, eventually became a mother, but um, I just feel a little bit for the, you know, the, the young women today, you know, I grew up in a totally different era, but it's just so important to, um, I, I just think, just be mindful of this, of depression. And I know mental health is, is a current topic, but I just, I just think in that time I could have, it could have maybe gone, you know, but not the right way. Um, and that's just always kind of, I'm going to say it's been a seed for what I do today. My, my, you know, what, um, mission as a wife, a mother, a woman. Um, so I kind of, I got a little off topic there, but, um, I think, you know, looking back, being a mom has been my greatest accomplishment. Um, it really has been the 
kind of the precursor to, I think, discovering what my gifts are. Again, you know, I don't know if typically you come out of high school knowing what those are. I didn't. I really needed to get set up in life and, um, you know, break off from my family and and start my own journey. Um, So, again, kind of summarizing when my husband and I uh, went to our first posting after he got out of depot training, um, I just look back at the, that time of life. I was, I had a newborn. Um, I was struggling with something, didn't know what it was, but it was hypothyroidism, I think coupled with uh, postpartum depression. Um, you know, and I still to this day connect with women in my gym on that topic, uh, you know, whatever the, whatever is around the depression, what is around the illness, mm-hmm. um, we all go through that. And I think, uh, I, I really use that belly again to discover, rediscover fitness for myself and, and what my body needed. Wow. Yeah. That would have been, I can't imagine like going to your first posting with a new baby. So was it far away from your family and your support system? Like when you, I grew up in Saskatoon, like I was in Saskatoon. Uh, That's where my husband and I were. And, and when my daughter Piper was born, she was six weeks old and we were kind of at a really scary place because I was on maternity leave and my husband just got out of kinesiology at the university and there really wasn't anything for him. And, you know, new baby, we were living in an apartment, just like not quite sure how things were going to take care of themselves. But did she give us like passion for life and family? And then out of the blue, he got a call that somebody had dropped out of training and there was a spot for him. But if he wanted to go, he had to go now. And I, it was just like, Kate, let's pack, move. I moved in with my parents, which was a blessing because of Um, just my postpartum, my hypothyroidism. Um, I had anxiety, like you, you name it. I started like in the, I just feel with motherhood, I started like struggling and it's just been such a journey to figure it out. But I, again, a little scary had I not moved in with my mom and dad. I mean, not had support with a brand new baby. Um, So he was there for six months And then we got our first posting in North Battleford. And so, you know, when we kind of reunited as a family, she was, she was like almost a year old. And I just remember the weird dynamics of watching him, you know, try to get to know her, her to try to get to know him, but yet he had sacrificed all that, you know, give us such a good foundation and career. So I don't, I, I think, you know, I, I probably should say this at the end, but I'm going to say it now. I just think there's such beauty in valleys and struggles. And I think motherhood has shown me this because it's where you define so much and you figure out who you are as a person, as a family, as a couple, you know, it's, and I think I've learned that early. And so now I don't freak out when a valley comes because I know there's going to be something better on the other side. Yeah. Oh, that, you're just giving me chills right now. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, give me a tissue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So true. Yeah. So it was hard, you know, all of that, but I'm sure you can relate. Motherhood is hard. And I think the way that it kind of correlates with fitness is fitness is hard. You know, you got to be dedicated and committed, but motherhood, you've got to be dedicated and committed but what they bring you, like what they bring each other is such strength. You know, like, I don't think I would be the fitness person that I am at all today, had it not been for motherhood in the valleys that I went through. And then, you know, like the hard moments in a gym, which can last 30 seconds, like they relate to each other. And I just feel they really complement each other really well. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's fascinating because motherhood, you know, people don't think that you're building some kind of strength because it's invisible. Whereas physically you can see the change. And I think that it is, 
I mean, so many moms that we get the pleasure of talking to have, have built their strength from their motherhood. And that I think is just, it's really, I don't know, it's amazing to me. And I think, like you've said, like there is, there's always a bright side to the darkness. So it's, yeah, I it, hope that. There is. Yeah. 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 I hope that's someone. I think that resonates a lot with. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Katie. No, that's okay. Um, It just like resonates when you're saying, you know, becoming a mom really like not maybe made you or, or made you have that passion in life. Cause we often say like, I think motherhood ignites that wanting and that need to connect with yourself more and with people around you. And just in the intro and Nolani was saying like the coffee dates and the play dates is what really helped your, your fitness, like business and stuff too, which I can imagine for me in those early days. And this is why I think of COVID with these new moms that in the early days of becoming a mom, I relied heavily on coffee dates and play dates to get through my day, whether it was the sleepless night. And that gave me, um, the ability to like go on with my day or have something to look forward to, not just thinking about how tired I was or right. it was those early connections that really, I agree. Like helped me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think there's something to be said about, you know, while you're battling, whatever it is, the, you know, I, I think in that early, in those early years, but to be honest, it's throughout motherhood in all phases is to know somebody's in the same boat as you, which we all know, but to be able to talk to somebody about exhaustion, you know, I think there, I think that's just therapy and it's necessary. Yeah. It is. And it's it like valid, like makes you feel valid for your feelings. And- yeah. And not alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a lot of us, you're with somebody 24 seven when you're a mom, but it's still extremely lonely at times, right. even though right. there's other humans near you. You're just right. like, yeah, but I'm still lonely. Like, cause I, I, even I love my kids and I connect with them on deep levels, but it's not the same way as sitting here talking to you. Like a 10 right. year old boy doesn't quite <laughs> give me the same thing as talking to another woman. Right. 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 And I think those coffee dates and play dates were a bit of a recharge for me or, uh, yeah. you know, like, somebody would share something that was inspiring and it would just, you, I think we need that as women, that community. Um, but I also will say just off of what you said, how, you know, that need to, um, uh, you know, connect with other women. I think it's so important to understand the nurturing aspect that we have as women. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's just, I think that's something that you just can't escape as a woman, because I believe that's, natural strength of ours and I think you know I feel for those COVID moms that were at home because not only did could they not receive that nurturing but I think it's so powerful when we give the nurturing Um, and I know I, I had made a post on one of my pages about how so important to be dabbling in both generations and I think for that reason you know that you hear the word nurture and it's like, I don't even know, it's not a common term, but I just think that summarizes for me motherhood. And I think not only do I want to nurture my children and my family, but I want to nurture a community and a support around me while I am on the nurturing end of that generation that's already gone past me or gone past what I've gone through. Um, so huge. That's um, we were, I've talked about this a lot with Nolani because um, I grew up in a church where there was a lot of that multi-generational, the elders in the church, the younger people, and we all, you know, mixed and mingled together. Whereas I think our society is greatly lacking in that where we stick in our lane of like, okay, I have a 10 year old, I have an eight year old, that's who I'm friends with, or that's who I have support from. But there's a great I think we're missing that in the say where you are in your motherhood, you're in that next stage of, of me. Right. So there's so much value in what you could teach me on, okay, this right. is what motherhood is going to be. This is how you grow as a woman. Right. Same with now I'm 31. I have a 10 year old. Now the 21 year old having their first baby, I have a lot of value to bring to them. I, you know, so you saying that I'm like, that's, what Nolani and I also with this podcast and we are hoping in this platform to 
to bring to women because it is such a lacking point in mm-hmm. our culture, really. Right. Yes. Right. You know, and I think a, a, a little bit of maybe wisdom that I've gathered is I think, and it's because of the battles that I've gone through, I think the most beautiful, strong women are those women that ask for help when it's a weak time. And I think to like, simple to say, but I think, you know, to normalize, like I'm in over my head, you know, call your friends, call, call the older lady that you know, in the community, and just have a coffee, like the uh, just the tender care that will be given in that. Um, but I do think, and I see it a lot in what I do, just they just women think they're strong if they can do it all themselves. And I think that is just not, not a healthy thing. And I think the more you know I'm being strong when I'm reaching out for help or saying I don't know something, I think that's a beautiful thing. Yes. That's mm-hmm. not right. weakness, right? That's the, <laughs> you just saying that, like, you know, calling an older woman, I had lost my mom earlier this year and I've had many conversations with friends where I'm like, okay, now I need like an adopt a someone like to adopt me as their child, as their child. Cause I have no mom left to, to guide me in those ways that your mom typically does as you get older. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're saying, you know, call those people, like that's, there's a lot of us out there that need that because we don't have that in our right. own lives anymore. Right. So right. it is a really, it's hard to ask for help though. That's the. Well, and I here. think, and, and I think I can say for me, I've got, I've got two really wise women that I'm so thankful for. And I live far away from home. So, you know, I really have learned I need to set up in each community that we go to. I need to set up what I need to feel that connection and nurturing. And I, and I just, I, I, I know it's from sharing, just being real and sharing who I am, all the flaws, all the crap. And I really think as women, that's how we connect. Not, I got it all together. I own a business, you know, I really, my best connections when I'm raw, real, don't care. So like, cheers to that. (laughs) A hundred percent. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I think Katie brought that for me a lot. Like I, I remember, well, I just, I'm like a recovering perfectionist and I can remember like trying to get everything done and same thing, like sort of some of the things you've already touched on, like I was so sick. I was really depressed when I had my kids, you know, and it was like, you know, everything's not perfect. And it's, and she was just like, you, you have to learn to just like, let things be. And it's okay if things aren't, you know, all 100% Pinterest perfect and people can still be there for you. And, and well, and people are there to see you, not your house, right? Like I, when I come to visit you, like I could give two craps what your house looks like. Like I'm there to like interact with you and I'll help you do the dishes. And she did. She really did. She (laughs) even organized my cupboards at one point in our, in our early friendship, I think. And, you know, it just sort of was like, um, maybe one of the first times that I felt like I don't have to offer something to someone. I can kind of crumble and cry and be like, this is, you know, and, and then it's so much easier, that much easier to move forward instead of like, Mm -hmm. I'm alone. And I'm trying to pretend to, to have it together. Right. So, but you yeah. know what, I'll, I'll maybe just, I feel like I kind of can relate to that because I feel I am, a, I, I am a type A. I like to have things, you know, the way that, that they are. And I think this is a little bit that I've in the, in, in our, in my kids' teen years, um, you know, we had some struggles, we had some battles. And I think I really was reflecting on, just maybe just how we've gotten to maybe this place of turmoil, which is natural in in the teenage years. But Mm -hmm. I think my reflection on a little bit of my routines and my, my perfectionism, as my family would say, was a coping, was a little bit of a coping strategy. Yes. For me, routine routine gave me just so much um, sanity, I want to say, in a place where I think things could have unraveled. So I'm not saying it's healthy, 
But I just think sometimes to dissect things that you know aren't healthy, you know what I I just I I don't think I realized that in me until later on. Right. And you know, and, and also I think I'm not gonna be too hard on myself because I was just coping, you know, and trying yes. to get through those busy years. So yeah. Right. I love that. Thank you. Yes. Um, so, so I guess, would you mind sharing a little bit of your journey with hypothyroidism and then how you actually got really started in your, your fitness business? Yes. Awesome. Um, you know, uh, when, when my daughter was born, I've got hypothyroidism in my family. And okay. so I've never really paid attention to it because I was in fitness before I had my daughter and uh, had her and labor just uh, things weren't didn't go well in labor it wasn't the perfect um, it wasn't the perfect delivery and again I feel like it was just you know I wanted I remember picking out yellow pajamas and putting them into my hospital bed because I just pictured me I'd just be sitting there in my yellow pajamas glowing <laughs> holding my baby and I think it was the perfect start because, because I pushed wrong, I had petechia, my face was like just everything that I, that I wanted in my perfectionism right from the beginning of delivering her didn't happen. And so, um, again, I should summarize this a little quicker, but go home um, and just, you know, those new days of breastfeeding and, um, I think I just was in struggle mode and exhaustion mode, but didn't realize how cold I was. Um, I was exhausted. So, I mean, I just related that to having a newborn and being full of fear. I feel that's a little uh, something that I want to just touch on. Just the anxiety of having a newborn. Um, I think now knowing a little bit of a red flag was the fear that I had, right. you know, like I can remember laying down, putting her in a bathtub in our room and putting the monitor right by her face. Like I was in the, like, just, I just yeah. didn't want her anything bad to happen to her. Yes. Um, and so uh, just going forward, I believe then when I went for my six week checkup with her, um, when I went in and I had, I had kind of started slowly walking and, you know, get, trying to get my nutrition back on point. Um, but when I went in to have her weight, have her checkup, I weighed the same amount that I did in that appointment than when I went in to have her. So, right. I mean, just, I, I think I was in the fog and I mean, not my doctor was just like, okay, what's going on? you know, did blood work. And of course I was just plummeted low, um, right. my level. So that started, <clears throat> that just started a little bit of an eye-opening journey. I was a vegetarian. I, okay. I became a vegetarian when I was 18. Um, and then going forward, uh, just, you know, figuring out the thyroid, letting it, taking time for it to get better. And then also just the natural exhaustion that you feel as a young mom, like it, really is not a good mix, but it, right. it was what it was. And I, um, I did read a couple books and I really realized just the importance of protein and nutrition. Um, the, my vegetarian life was more out of just my passion for animals and, you know, was not on a mission to change the world, but it was just my preference. Right. So I started uh, incorporating just some different proteins um, <clears throat> And then just slowly started getting fitness going. Um, and I think I, 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 I think just knowing that I wasn't healthy, you know, and letting others know that I needed help, I think that made a difference. But um, I mean, eventually it got better and it was just postpartum thyroid trouble. Okay. I just had it with both pregnancies. But again, I'm, I know I'm prone to it because I've got it in my in my family. But um, I mean, that's, you know, to get into all the, the fitness and nutrition, I really do think there's such healing benefit from that, which right. I, I, I aided with. Mm -hmm. 
so did you have to be on medication as well? Or did you, were you able to just kind of course correct with nutrition and exercise more so? I, th- I believe with my daughter, Piper, I was on medication, I want to say for at least a year or two, year and a bit. Mm-hmm. And then my levels leveled out. Mm-hmm. And then and then with my son, Roan, we knew it was a, it was coming. So I believe we started we just kind of started taking precautions before, right, you know, even right. with the postpartum depression. And, uh, and I remember with once I delivered my second, I remember not even like, kind of one day, whenever it was, but just like, Oh, my goodness, I bet you it's like, it's back, like just being in such a fog. Yes, you know, not knowing and then it was like, Oh, my goodness, that's what it is. So just so such, such a crazy time for our bodies. Absolutely. It is such a crazy time for our bodies and it takes a long time. I don't think I realized how long it takes to go back to like your normal. Um, I'm using quotation marks for that because (laughs) my first or my kids are all about 22 months apart. So it was like, bam, 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 had the babies. And I thought, Oh, I'm normal after a year. And then I would get pregnant again. And then it wasn't until my last where I realized, yeah, I kind of felt, you know, you feel normal at like six months and then a year hits and you're like, Oh, wait a minute. I actually wasn't normal. Now I'm normal. And then that continued on probably I'd say for three years before I actually felt normal. And she just turned six and (laughs) I'm even still feeling that now where I'm like, you know, my, my periods are now normal-ish that took six years since I, well, I mean, she was, I, I nursed her for a year. So, you know, okay. your hormones kind of don't right. go back to normal until after you're done doing that anyway. But right. um, it took a really long time. So I think we put that pressure on ourselves as women after we have our babies that, oh, we'll bounce back and not just physically what our bodies look like, but like hormonally and emotionally that, oh yeah, year hits and we're good to go. And it's like, right. eh, it actually does take a really long time. And yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think and especially not- when you're having them close you're having them close together too. And then your body's just is like, Oh, like right. doesn't know what to do. Your yeah. exhaustion. Yeah. Really? Like, do you sleep well? Like, no, like with a new baby. And then you have a toddler on top of that. I right. feel like I'm just catching up on sleep now. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And you know what, how old are my, my kids were 18. I feel that's what COVID brought me was a final catch up. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it, was that, it was that long, but it just, I mean, it's so busy and it's, it's wonderful, but I, you know, the exhaustion is, I think, a precursor for a lot of possible things. So, oh, 100%. You know, the super mom, go, 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 you know, you, that, you pay a price for that. Yeah. 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 So you were a vet tech, that's yeah. correct, right? And yeah. then, so after you had your kids, you just decided, I'm going to do the personal training fitness route. Um, you know what I was, I was a vet tech and then three, three years later I had, we had our daughter and then my husband went away and on that leave, I guess it was, I don't think it was a year back then. I think it was just six months. Um, but just thought, you know what, I'll just wait. We'll go to our new posting, not knowing where we would be posted, but got there. And then it was just uh, for me and my family, it was just evident for me that I needed to stay at home with my husband's shift work and, you know, and, um, and that's where it just all started. Just my little fitness ball. I just, again, started getting back into it, making it what I needed, which every woman has its own need. Um, It's not one size fits all, but that just, would bring on coffee dates, play dates, you know, and it would be connect, share, be real, be raw. And then it would be like, come join me for a workout. Let's just do a workout together. So it just was looking back. It's so neat how it, how it all worked and kind of was planted. And, um, but it was, it just started that way. And then when we moved again in my new community, got to know my neighbors and that, you know, in my, in my garage, they'd come and it was, you know, I want to say it was motherhood that brought us together. Cause it was playdates and school bus and, you know, um, and it just kind of grew from there. Yeah. Wow. So how long have you been in the Grand Prairie area? 
Glen Prairie, we moved here in 2012. So nine, okay. I think, which is crazy for <laughs> RCMP life, but <laughs> yeah. But our so kids, this has kind of been the longest place where you've been? Our first place was eight years and okay. then four years and then now nine years. But I, I, we, we could have moved, but our kids were just, you know, in junior, like they were just always at a stage where we just thought, you know what, no, let's just see if we can wait. And we've been able to wait nine years and yeah, yeah. so <laughs> we did it. Yeah. <laughs> So um, on the note of fitness and exercise, has your, has your relationship with exercise and nutrition always been healthy? Uh, oh, no, it has not. <laughs> and um, I feel I, I, this is, I, I'm excited to share this, but like I've shared before, I was a vegetarian for 18 years and through my pregnancy and hypothyroidism, I found out that I needed protein. Um, and then in that kind of next next phase of life, where I was really focusing in on nutrition and being strict, um, I will say it was probably the time that I looked like I was the fittest, you know, in my 30s. Um, but behind the scenes, I was completely food focused and fit and exercise focused to the point where, you know, my husband would say, let's go for dinner. And I would stay home. And they would go and, you know, you know, like that is, I have such regret over that. I don't know, to miss out on making memories to keep my macros balanced. Now, that I would say is a no, no. (laughs) Um, But I have evolved from that, Mm -hmm. in the sense of, as a trainer and a believer of health and fitness that, and I should also say, I'm not, I don't enjoy cooking. I'm not a big chef. I'm a pretty simple person in the kitchen. Um, but my food happens with my life. Um, my, my exercise and my routine don't change. Um, but I would say my food has evolved into, if you want to call it that term, if it fits your macros, Um, sometimes I track, sometimes I don't, but I just feel the pressure that it puts on me is something that I just have no use for or time as I, I mean, live my best life. I'm not living, I am living my best life. And I believe being for me really focused and nitpicky with macros, it's, it's just not a good thing for my, my spirit. Yes. Did you feel like an external pressure because you were in that fitness um, realm to like look a certain way to like be obsessed? Not maybe I'm maybe I'm using obsessive too leniently, but like to be so focused on those macros and the way that your body looked with fitness and stuff. Do you think that was an external? I like think you had to I, upkeep that. Well, I think, you know what, to be honest, to this day, I feel that's been a good pressure for me, if you want to call it that, um, because I feel I want to be real. And I I think with everything that I do, I never put my clients through something that I don't know. I I don't think I could do that. Um, But to, I'll maybe kind of spin that off. Like, I really struggle with the kind of sexuality that fitness, the fitness industry um, you know, pre- presents or maybe some think that that's the end. That's when you know you've hit it. And I am just so not for that. Um, I think just as a woman, um, love, I just, you know, I wonder what's all in there when we get to that place. So I would say at this point, I'm so proud of my natural body. I've got fat stores. I've got cellulite. I'm the strongest that I've ever been. Um, On my birthday, I eat a lot of cake. (laughs) So, you know, I think, and, uh, and I think as I've traveled this, and I've been in the industry for a long time, the people that, uh, that, um, that's the word that I want that are consistent with just the core 
you know, the core routine, um, they do better. It lasts lifelong than those that take extreme measures and, you know, really lean out, you know, like there's a place and time for it all. And don't get me wrong. I support all women, but I just think there's such a place in the spot that I am to say to younger women, just find your consistency, find what, what you feel is right. Don't look outward and just go by that. Listening to your body is the greatest skill you can have. Infant. No, Annie, I feel like she's like speaking to us like hard. I know. I was just going to say, we, like, <laughs> <laughs> we've been talking about this a lot because, yeah. um, we both struggle. Like I played sports all through school. No, had just sent me this thing yesterday of, um, when you play competitive sports and then you don't play it anymore, like kind of like what you're, you're left with is being like, well, where do I fit in this? You know, right. um, no, was a dancer. So we both were really active through school and have struggled with um, uh, eat, disordered eating and all that kind of jazz. And, um, mm-hmm. our thing now is like, how can we cultivate, um, longevity in our health and fitness? Right. So you, by saying like the consistency I had just mm-hmm. said yesterday, I'm like, Hey, like last week, you know, didn't go as I had planned, but I drank a lot of water. So if I can take awesome. one little thing right. with me every week, to me, that's, what's going to give me a sustainable, um, goals and and stuff so I'm um, how do you keep consistent or what would you tell our listeners like or Katie and Eleni <laughs> how to stay consistent in that like the routines and not getting both of us are like oh yeah we'll do really great for say a couple months or a couple weeks and then it's just like oh that cake is looking real tasty right and- well, I, I think for me, I feel, and I feel a little bit of a secret is community. To find a, a community of women that have similar struggles, similar, you know, goals. Um, and I feel I'm really proud of that in my gym. We have a community that has really gotten to know each other. And it's only through fitness that they've connected. And, um, you know, we'll do little things, but to keep things fired up, but I think just being accountable to someone or a group is very important, but also to be doing um, the not too much so that you can stay consistent. It needs to be that healthy balance because when it's five, six days a week, but you've got three kids that are in sports and you know, like it, you need to make it real and know that it is you're, you're able to do it for the next six months. I think that's to set yourself up for success that way. And that consistency over those six months will be way better than being super strict for that month. Right. You know? Yes. Yeah. No, that makes much more sense. And honestly, it's, it's beautiful to hear you say that because I feel like that's the thing that feels that unattainable for so many moms out there and women so many people it feels like that would be the challenge is like trying to be so strict and so perfect yeah right (laughs) so and I I I think we all have that like all or nothing mentality right where it's like we must do everything all at once or nothing at all and I can't remember what book or podcast I was listening to and it's like instead of the all or nothing it's something or nothing just do something just do one little thing and, um, it's not always when you've got a kids or your life is busy, you have work, whatever, like it's hard to fit in that time to do it, but it is, I, I feel like fitness is a great way for our self-care. And I know that's a really big thing right now is self-care. And we think, you know, bubble baths and right. getting your nails done. It's like, it's actually the, how, why can I not find that half an hour a day? to commit to myself through movement. Right. Right. Well, and I, and I will say a little bit just with the aging part, like the active aging part that I feel kind of is my next focus with my business. I will say it will, it may not now at the ages that you're at be critical, but it will get to a place that it is critical. And what's critical is the consistency. And just knowing the routine, knowing the discipline, because you're actually doing things that will lengthen your life and that will cut disease in half by 50%. Like if the stats are crazy, 
but yet right now what it represents for you is the self-care and the mental health outlet. I mean, like you said, it's so hard to say what all fitness does for you. Um, but I just think at my age, it's not an option if I want to live an active long life. Yeah. So why not get that routine going? And I just feel, and I've worked with a lot of young moms, including myself, I know it makes me better as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, you know, I just feel it's hard, but again, back to those valleys, like that's where good things happen. And I think as women, we're strong. I do believe motherhood really firms that up. And I think fitness when fitness is a part of that, both like that, it just solidifies that ability to do tough things. I felt that shift kind of in my own life lately. And I, and I know I'm young, but where I've been like, okay, if I want to be 56 years old and, and walking lots and running and living an active lifestyle, well, I need to be doing that now or else I'm never going to do it when I'm that age or, right. you know, just the mentality over, do I want to do squats right now? Maybe not, but do I want to get up off the toilet when I'm 70 by myself? A hundred percent. And and I've with my mom, I really want, like she had a lot of health issues, but I really watched her. She was 60 when she passed so young and um, how much of her independence she lost by not having that health. I mean, a lot of it was out of her control, but mm-hmm. still not living that active lifestyle. Like I don't want to be crawling up the stairs at 60 years old, you know, that, yeah. that gives me that extra drive. I'm saying this, but have I exercised? No, I do. I live, I'm active with my kids and do yoga and that kind of stuff, but Absolutely. I want yeah. to be more active, right. That, um, it really makes me want to do it more by seeing that there's a lot of people out there that aren't aging actively. Right. And that's, that's scary. It's actually really scary for me. And I've, Melania and I have had that conversation where I'm excited to get older, the wisdom that comes with it, Mm -hmm. but it's also really scary to see your body changing and your strength changing and all of that too. Right. I think the biggest thing, and I, I, I just think if I'm to impart wisdom in that type of scenario, I would say strength training is, is the most important part. It's, you know, we're all, it's great to, you know, golf, whatever you do in the summer. But I think if there's anything that you're going to be mindful and, and deliberate with, it would be to, to, to get some type of strength training in twice a week. And the difference that will make for you functionally now and later is like incredible. No, Lenny, do you feel attacked right now? You cut out on me. Do you feel attacked? The strength training? You just said yesterday, you're like, I am not going to be lifting weights. Yeah. You know, I, I have a hard time with it because strength training, I, I feel really powerful when I'm doing it. And the other thing is that I really wish I didn't uh, have to admit is that I think it helps my hormones more when I strength train than anything else. But it's not right. like we my have a recording favorite. of this now. <laughs> It's not like my favorite thing to do because I kind of like, you know, the more flowy stuff, which is a hard, a hard thing for me to find that mix, I guess, or the good balance between the two. Right. Well, I will say I have recently been training. I've trained two dancers. You guys are strong. In the quads. (laughs) I, I think I, I, I just love seeing different bodies and different types of athletes. Wow. Just the mobility, like the, the flexibility under strength that you have is incredible. Yeah. I was just saying that yesterday to, we had spoke to Sam Edgar and when I took my yoga teacher training, my favorite part was watching everybody's bodies move, which yeah. sounds creepy, but I'm like, oh, it's I so it. fascinating how, yeah like say even Nolani and I, cause Nolani is naturally more flexible than I am. I'm definitely, I'm not saying I'm stronger than you, Nolani, but I, I'm have more strength than f- flexibility. So yeah. her poses look very different than mine. Yeah. Um, 
and it's that yoga is that balance of strength and flexibility at the same right, time. Yes. Right. And, and working yes. towards both, but it's right. very fascinating. So I can imagine in, in your profession, seeing the difference of the strength and the mobility is probably totally. mind blowing and very fascinating. At the it same is time. very fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like, I, I also want to touch on the subject that you're saying, like, you want it to be the fact that it's for life and, you know, that everyone can enjoy being strong for the entirety of their lives. And I think right now, the thing that's interesting for me is I, I, I feel like what Katie was saying is true for myself as well. My husband has cancer and um, I feel like that's opened up. And I also lost my grandma to cancer this year. It's opened up my eyes to the fact that if you get the opportunity to take care of yourself and not take it, it it's kind of doing a huge disservice to yourself and, and those around you really, right? Because, but it does, it feels a little bit difficult when things are hard. So if you have any advice or want to talk about even just the misconceptions of how that looks as you age, or just even advice for when people are in a valley, how they would find that gumption to get themselves there. Maybe you could touch on that subject a little bit. You know, I, and I think I'm, I, I believe in, for women, strength represents function and mm -hmm. longevity of function. And I think, you know, if it takes another course, that's fine, but it eventually will all come down to function, which is lifting your children you know, safely, you know, you throw your back out as a mom, that's going to be a problem. Right. I, I train right. quite a few ladies in their 50s and 60s. And I mean, it's hard to think of it now. But the simple function of when you're down on the floor, being able to get yourself back up. And, yes. and just that simple function being the test, and then, you know, building the body. And again, as women, we won't get bulky, we won't get that manly body but it's just the ability to be able to be best in life and be safe and not injured is is something I think when I was younger I took for granted but it 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 will happen right. you know eventually some type of in, injury um and then I think I want to reference strength training very similar to the journey of motherhood it's it's kind of its own journey and it's beautiful and it's hard and it's necessary. And again, it's like, you know, we take such good care of our kids and I think it's just so necessary to take good, such good care of our bodies, which yes. then we'll be able to give better and give more. And um, so I hope that answered that, but I just, I really feel, you know, it's, the wisdom, I guess, in the spot that I'm at, mm -hmm. looking back and looking forward. Yeah. I just know that's, I, and I will say, I do have a new outlook on my fitness, just with the learning that I've been doing. Um, it isn't, it's so not about your bathing suit, not that it ever really was for me, but it's just yes. so <laughs> about, like now for my husband and I, we want to hike a lot and see beautiful just be surrounded by beautiful things. And I know strength is needed for that. Right. One day, hold your grandbabies down the road a little. Right. right. <laughs> yes. This is, like we all know is going to be here in a second. So yes. yeah. 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 That's, yeah. And, and I guess too, to also reiterate, it's never too late. Here's a quick story. I have a beautiful lady who I've been training for about three years uh, never, not an athlete, never done fitness, came to me for her 60th birthday. She's an RN and had a lot of injuries and basically was just burnt out because of all the work and lifting they do. We got to work. She worked hard, started strength training. She had never done it before. Not only did she push her retirement back two years because she was able to do her job that much better. Um, she had a grandbaby in the meantime, like just her story, you will start hearing because I need to share it. The transformation that she made at 60 was incredible. 
that's like that's so nice to hear because sometimes like I'm again I'm young I shouldn't be like oh it's too late but you know so much time goes by where you're not doing maybe what you want to be doing or what you imagine you would be doing that um yeah it seems like oh what's the point now but hearing that you're like oh like there's still I mean I would like to keep to do it now until I'm 60 versus starting when I'm 60, but right. then there's never, there's never a cutoff, which is never. amazing. Now yeah. I'm curious, like what does, when you work with clients, what does that look like? Obviously COVID's probably put a big, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, the world's supposed to be going back to normal-ish. So yeah. like now going forward, what does that look like for people to work with you? Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I mean, it's been a year, quite a year, but I believe it's, I mean, it's so good to be back, but um, with my sessions um, I've actually in COVID has been wonderful because I've done some renovations in my gym, just done things that I've wanted to do down there, got some new equipment. Um, so going forward, um, I mean, I'm, to be honest, I'm still going to follow COVID protocol because as a trainer, I'm very much in people's space. Um, so just interesting to learn about hygiene and COVID, not, I mean, hygiene's always been important in fitness, yes. but, um, yeah, going forward, I'm excited to, for me, get my kind of active aging kind of lit up. And, and also I'm a little bit of an introvert by nature and I've, I'll be honest, I've really struggled with social media and like just I don't ever want to come across as that boastful trainer or that arrogant trainer so I've just really never known my my place but in COVID I just thought you know what it's time for me to be brave and just share what I'm about and and just my take on fitness because I know I'm different than most Um, and so I started doing that and I feel um, just even going back a little bit of in motherhood, when we went through some tough times in, in the teen years, I think my, my voice or my, um, just my desire to share myself was a little squashed. And I think parenting can do that in your career or your gift. And I, and I just never had the, like I said, when I'd sit down to write, it would just kind of come out that had left me for a few years and that's okay. But I feel COVID has been good because I've kind of reignited that. And so I really want to, with my business, physically train clients in my space, uh, build them up, encourage them, support them, and kick their butt as well. But also (laughs) I want to use my platform that I'm so thankful to have to just like encourage, nurture, support because it's really a passion of mine. And I think I'm not going to be intimidated. And I just think to be brave and take the step. And like, this is a big step doing something like this, but I feel I have a little renewed excitement to just see where that mission takes me. And I've, that's where I found you actually. Cause I think, did you used to do classes at victory church? I did. Okay. So I, we lived near Victory Church at the time. And I remember seeing your post or something like some sort of announcement and I never did make it to a class. And then I was about to, and then you stopped doing classes at Victory Church, I believe. Um, so I've been like quietly stalking you, yeah. and then I, I had actually seen a few of your recent posts and I had commented on them and of how refreshing it is to see that side of the fitness world in this aging. Cause mm-hmm. I think it's very, very important. And so I've been loving seeing your content on oh. there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, no, Lanny, we have to have this lady come on because she like I just knew that you would be such a wealth of information I didn't realize how much so but um it's been I've loved seeing it so I think you should definitely cool thank you doing that for sure (laughs) do you offer online classes as well or just that will be coming I'm planning for that this fall I'm I you know what I'm I think my focus it my one-on-one sessions they're very involved and um and very busy 
And I think I've just, I've always been a little bit more face-to-face. That's just so my style. Um, And then when I did classes at Victory, little, little tidbit, that's a like faith and fitness to me. I mean, that's probably a whole nother talk, but that's, that's been a huge dream of mine. And so I was so thankful I had that opportunity at Victory, but I was coaching volleyball as well at the time and burning out. And so the classes kind of just came to an end. Um, but I, I would say instructing classes is by far one of my favorite things. So hope to get something going in the online kind of community, but techno wise, it's a little over my head. So. Oh, we're the same way. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, like everything, we, everything we go to, yeah, everything we go to do, we're like, okay, well that's Google. And yeah. we didn't think I'm, we would ever be able to do the tech stuff that comes into doing a podcast, but oh. Every question that you have, Google has the answer for, YouTube has the answer for, and there's, it's all at your fingertips that you can definitely do it. So you were saying also that you have a gym. So is your gym at your, at your house? Yes. My gym is in my basement and it is, um, it's kind of crazy. Again, a little bit going back how, when we moved here, I had just kind of started my training business in Lloyd and through my husband's work, we kind of had something crazy happen and everything just came to a halt and we needed to move. And it was just crushing. And, and I feel that kind of on the faith end, you know, God has really so taken care of me and my business and my family and my children. But um, we moved, we knew we were moving in October and like what in the housing market is available in October. <laughs> anyway, we come here and we look at a few houses and, and we come into this house here in the basement. There's a huge walkout. It's a walkout basement, huge windows. And we actually have a pond and greenery behind. So I just couldn't believe that we could find something. I could find something better for my gym. So I feel my gym is beautiful. It's private. Um, it's got lots of sunlight, which is very important. Um, and it's newly renovated. We've got some new equipment, which is very, that's amazing. That's that's, yeah. We yeah. often say that too, where sometimes, you know, there's that divine timing and everything And that. I'm wondering if this is like you with the fitness that sometimes you don't have a choice of what you're doing. You're just being guided in that. Mm-hmm. And Nolania and I have felt like this big time lately where it's like you have those insecurities or you're not sure if you're able to do it, but everything always works out the way it's supposed to be. And you're getting those little pushes that there is that greater good of why we're doing things. And sometimes it is just trusting that it is the divine timing of everything and that divine push behind it. Do you feel like that's been the case? I do. I feel like I, I am a dreamer and I have always had these vivid dreams of what I want to do with fitness just because of the outlet it gives me. I, for the, uh, just the health and mental health. And I just, again, that nurturing support and, and encouragement of connecting with women Um, And I can just see that for me, I know I need to take that step forward when I'm nervous. So if something comes down my path and it's like, what? No way. I know that's my, that's my sign to say yes. And I think once you get to be our age, I think it's easy to think, you know, like that's over, but I think to find, to really do a good job at finding places that give you that butterfly you want to do it you don't think you can that's your sign of go do it jump Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I mean along the topic but switch it switching it up a little bit can we talk about your motherhood and sort of what journey you're in with that what stage I guess that we could say you're in motherhood right now and maybe how that's impacted your fitness journey or vice versa and just sort of any, any advice or anything you'd like to share about your motherhood right now? Well, I think both have been very important with each other. Like I have said, I think just the hard places that I work through for all the years, as I look back with fitness, creating, you know, um, goals for myself, again, reaching, for goals that are kind of outside my comfort level. I just so can relate to that in 
um, the struggles of motherhood. Mm -hmm. And um, I think just at the place that I'm at right now, looking back, uh, not really knowing what my place is with my children, which is sounds probably really cold. Um, but I just, I, I feel in this new space, obviously they physically don't need me, but I really want to, I really want them to know that I'm their greatest support still and their biggest cheerleader. So just finding ways to let that out while not compromising their confidence and thinking that I don't think they can handle it. It really is interesting um, because I, you know, as moms, we want to fix everything. And I, I think right now it's a place for me to be just kind of calm and watch and, you know, connect and support and cheerlead. But yes. the, the not having them physically here, I'm going to say is hard. Yeah, um, yeah. And so I think for me, I'm, I'm excited that I still have that passion for fitness and I can, I haven't figured out exactly what it is personally for me with fitness, but I know it's a place that I'll go to for, um, I think just that satisfaction that I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Just cause my kids, I mean, when you get to this age and you let them fly, you got to let them fly. Yes. <laughs> so it's, yeah. It's so crazy. It's come so quick, but um, it's a wonderful place. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just going to give myself a little bit of space to, to feel and to maybe grieve a little bit yes, and, yeah. you know, um, move on to my husband and I. Right. Yeah. Which is exciting and sad. It and it's like all the emotions I'm sure wrapped into one. Um, I guess for our final question, I'm, we're wondering what your, what does success mean to you or what does it look like in your life right now? Yeah. Success to me, you know what? I think I'm going to take that in two parts. So interesting in my work, success to me is when I have a new client come in and, it, and this happens quite often. We get to know each other and sessions start and we face the mirror and we start doing things and they, they just cannot look at their reflection. And as we make goals and we connect and we bond and time passes, it is success to me is when those eyes lift and they can stare at themselves as they're working out. You can just, you can just feel the confidence, self-esteem. I, I think I will never get tired of that. And it's just, it's a quiet celebration when that happens. Um, so that's more kind of individual, but on a whole success for me will be, um, I'm going to say a little bit outside of business is just to a little bit of love on my husband and show him in this new space, um, a little bit of a new commitment to whatever we're going to focus on, um, mm -hmm which I think is going to be good fuel for both of our, our businesses and, and jobs that we do. Um, and just be brave in that. Mm -hmm. Right. I think that's, I mean, it's honestly, so it kind of makes me teary to hear you say that. Cause I think it's amazing how, you know, you come together as a couple and that love grows this whole family and you're so busy with this whole family that, you know, at the end of the day, when you get to focus on each other again, um, not that you're not focusing during, of course, but like, it's just, I think there's probably power in that too. And right. I mean, as I, I can't imagine the position you're in as an empty nester. Um, and mm -hmm. I, I, I don't know how, what I would do with my time when I'm, you right. know what I mean? But I think it's also there is so much empowerment in it because you get to reflect and look back on what you've done. And in a couple of years when the kids have, you know, maybe had their own families and stuff, it's so amazing to me or how it worked in my family anyways, was I grew up, I thought, okay, now I don't need my mom so much. And then over time, having children myself, like you grow to need them even more <laughs> and yeah. lean on that wisdom and, you know, and then you get to have a friendship too, which is right. so incredible. So I just think it's amazing that how you've described like 
what you're creating in each step and stage and, yeah. and that that's possible for everyone. So right. I, think I think that you said yeah. that you, everyone needs your mom, right? Cause I, I have shared this story before, but um, the days before my mom had passed, she had talked to her mom on the phone and I'm like, she was so excited to have talked to her and in, in those final, you know, days that it made me, I'm like, Oh, even at 60 years old, you still need your mom so much, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, there's, you always need your mom. Yeah. And I think like Nolani had said, it, it shifts as you have your own kids and you have your own life. And, right. um, I don't think that, you know, my kids need me a lot right now, but I think then they become teenagers and they don't need you as much, or they think they don't need you as much. And then they move on on their own. And then I think you actually get back to a place where you need them just as much as you did when you were a toddler. Yes. <laughs> you know that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a different, wild ride, right? It's different. It looks different, but it's still that same, that same bond and connection comes into play. And it's like, I think that's one of the most incredible things about moms and their kids or families and their kids, like right. how that, yeah how that looks. And yeah, I just think everything you're saying, it's like, you clearly have done such an an incredible job at that, that it's yeah. Wonderful. Is there anything else um, that you'd like to share or one thing you'd like to, to sort of, if you got to say one thing to the world, what would you say? Oh, what would I say? I would just say, I think um, I'm just, I I I think I said this the other day, I'm just so, thankful for my journey and again my struggles and that I'm a woman um, and I just embrace those that embrace me and um, my job is I I feel just to pass that forward um, to create a community of women supporting women is incredible and I just am so thankful I get to live this every day and I'm thankful for this opportunity to speak here this was awesome um yeah and I hope more I just hope more connection happens in the future and I'm needed where I'm needed yes well we're so grateful to have got the opportunity to talk with you too so for anyone out there listening that wants to find you where can we send them to find you I have uh, a Facebook and Instagram page uh and it's under lady love fitness okay and you can click and follow me there <laughs> perfect all right awesome yeah it's been so nice i'm so glad that you're here to chat we'll see everyone next week yes thank you